Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We've been having some incredible Sundays. Amen. And so we've, we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, we talked about interruptions. We talked about kind of being in the place where God would interrupt us and then becoming uninterruptible to everything else. Amen. We've talked about getting unstuck. How many free right now? Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. Today we want to do something a little different. I want to ask, um, I've asked some people to come, part of our, of our crew, part of our team here, but with a specific call. And so today I want you to hear a word, a prophetic word for the church. Amen. A prophetic word for the church. And that's how, that's how we'll, we'll, we'll set it up. And that's just what I want you to know. I've asked, I've asked Lee and Josh to, to receive a prophetic word. I gave them some time. And then I asked them to receive a prophetic word for the church. So I want you to understand that if you're here today, God has you here for a reason to hear a word for you. Amen? Amen. Anybody excited? Yeah. All right. Can we pray? Can we pray? Father, right now we just ask you to remove... Anything that would hinder your word, God, prepare in us good soil that would receive your word, that it would be implanted in us, that it would take root, that it would grow and bring back a harvest in Jesus name. Amen. Please welcome Lee and Josh. God bless you, everybody. This is, I, just, I just want to say before we even start, this is like a blessing. We've been dreaming about moving together. We do like small groups together every once in a while, but it's been our heart to always do this together. So this is like, like the Super Bowl for us. For me, I know it is. I was telling her, she was like, eh, but we always do it. But, you know. but for me, it's like a, it's a blessing. So. It, no, it definitely is. And good morning, everyone. Um, we are just so excited to be here. We're excited to be standing in the fullness of our calling. We're excited to be part of a church um, that recognizes the call of God on not only my life as an individual, not only his life as an individual, but on our lives together as a married couple. Um, this, again, is something that we've prayed for. We believe that God wants to use us um, corporately together. And so, Pastor George, thank you for inviting us to come speak. I also do want to say a big congratulations to Pastor George and Michelle's daughter, Kelly, who got married yesterday. We are so happy for them and the way that God is and what God is doing over their family and in their lives. And we're glad that we can be part of this season as well. Um, and so, again, we're, we're excited to be here to prophesy to you this morning. And that might be a foreign word for maybe some newcomers in the church, but it's nothing weird. It's nothing funny. It's the heart of God. The prophetic word is God's heart to the church, God's heart to you. And that word oftentimes comes in many different ways. For us, for me in particular, I have dreams. I've shared that with you as I've shared the pulpit before. Um, my husband as well. I could get cartoons and God give me a word, so it doesn't matter. He moves in everything for me. God bless. He using, he, God definitely uses his imagination yes, to speak, yes. which inspires, very inspiring. Um, and, and so today I want to share with you, and my husband's going to share with you, and we're going to tag team here, and um, what the Lord is saying. 
And we don't take that sentence lightly. We are not people who throw around, oh, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said, because the Lord didn't say everything that we say out of our mouth. That's not necessarily God's word, right? But this morning, I believe that it is. You know, today we stand to two believers who believe in the miraculous. We believe in the supernatural hand of God. We do not believe that that was only for yesterday. We believe that it, that is for the church today. We believe in the fivefold gifts. We believe in the fullness of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And so if you've read the word before, you know that the Lord has come, not only prophets from the Old Testament, but Jesus himself has come to prophesy. John the Baptist came to prophesy about Jesus coming to the earth. And so I'm going to open up with a dream that I had. And this dream that I had was five years ago. It was the very first VBS that I had ever attended here at Sanctuary. My husband and I, we were not members here at the time. We were only visiting. And we were in between churches. We had just left one church and we were seeking the Lord and asking God to send us somewhere where we could be planted, where we could be used, but mostly a place where our children would grow. For those of you who know us, you know that we have a lot of them. We have, we have five of them. And so it was very important that wherever we were going to go next, God was going to plant my children as well. And so we attended VBS. And during that week of VBS, I had a dream. And in the dream, I looked up in the sky and I saw five moons. And I'm staring at these moons and they're not very big. They were full moons, but they weren't big moons. And I said to myself, well, usually the full moons that I see are vibrant and they're bright. And, you know, you can almost, if there were no other lights on the street and you just had that moon, you'd be able to see. And so... I, I wondered for a minute why that was, and, then I, and they were small, and then I looked to the side, and I saw this ginormous moon. I mean, it was the size of, if you looked out into the ocean, I mean, it was that vast, and that wide, and that big, and it was almost as if it were like ground level. It was like ground level. And I stood in awe. I mean, the light coming from the moon was brighter than I had obviously ever seen it, and I had never seen it that big. And so I was standing there almost as a witness because I began to watch everything that was happening, happening around us. And I noticed that there were some people that when they saw this moon, they began frantically running away. I mean, right? Imagine you saw this ginormous moon. I mean, they, and they were afraid and they were, you know, they were running for their lives. And then there were some people who were just standing there in front of the moon and they just were so in awe and, and they were looking up at it and they were wondering how it got there but they didn't care because they just wanted to know what was going to happen next. You could tell it was the onset of something big that was about to take place and they were planted there. They did not move. And then there were the third group of people. This other group of people, and I don't know where they had come from, but they came running towards the moon. They had seen it from afar and they were not afraid and they came straight for it. And so when I woke up from the dream, it troubled me. Now you'd say, it, it troubled me like if you had a dream about Chucky or like if you had a dream about Jason. Or like I woke up like, you know, sort of sweaty, my heart palpitating, and I could not for the life of me figure out what in the world this dream meant. 
normally we would talk about dreams and we'll figure it out. You know, we'll go to the word. But this one I just could not. And so as we're at VBS that week, I dropped my children off and I sat in a room and the pastors were in that room that, that day and they were talking with the visitors and I was a visitor. So I knew that this Pastor Gary had the gift of dream interpretation because our very good friends, Pastor Mark and Sa Pastor Miguel and Sasha had told us what a blessing he had been to them. And so I went to Pastor Gary and I said, hi, Pastor Gary, I'm Lee and I don't go to this church, but such and such are our friends. And you know, they've, they've told us that you have the gift of dream interpretation. Can you interpret this dream for me? So I share the dream the way I just shared it with you. And he says to me, well, this is what the dream means. He says, it sounds like to me you've been in five different churches representing the five different moons. And he said, and I don't know what church you're going to right now because he had no clue that we were transitioning. We had no, he had no clue that we were trying and asking the Lord where we were to go next. He said, but what, wherever you are in the church that you attend, he said, you're about to see the glory of God brighter and greater than you've ever seen it before. Now, not, I didn't even know at that time that we were going to attend here. At that moment when Pastor Gary said that, I had no clue that I'd be coming here. And it was only until after VBS and after a conversation that my daughter had with Michelle that was the confirming word that we needed. It was only till then that we decided that this was going to be the church that we were going to attend. And so when we came into this church, we came in with an expectation that God's glory was going to move like never before. And we came in and, you know, we decided, okay, we're going we're gonna to plant ourselves and we're going to, you know, do what God needs us to do. And we saw that not happening right away. Because, you know, you can get anxious. We can get anxious, especially when you know Come on, people of God, you know when you have a call on your life and you know you've been prophesied to a million times and you know you've been to every conference and you know you've had hands laid on you and you know people have come to you out of the clear blue sky telling you you're going to do A, B, C, and D, but you've waited now and you've waited and you've waited and you've waited and you've waited, right? But you're obedient the whole time. You're like, God, and that's what we were. We've been obedient in every church that God has taken us to. We have known of this prophetic gift since we have decided to be obedient to God and he's used us to speak to churches. And one thing I shared with Pastor George was that a lot of the churches that we have been to, those five churches, because I did go home and count on my hand after Gary told me that interpretation, and there were exactly five churches that we had been to. And so in those churches, we saw things that were happening. We saw things that maybe weren't right. And the Lord would come to us and he would come to us in dreams and he would come to us in visions and he'd come to us in, in the actual Bible, like in the word and confirm to us, this is what you are to prophesy to this house. And it would leave us with a grieving in our spirit because there were things that were wrong. There were things that were unjust and we were a little frightened almost. Well, why do we need to prophesy to this church? Why are you calling us to do this? But each and every time we were obedient. And sometimes when those words would go forth, like our friends know, who were in some of those places with us, 
That after we gave those words, a tearing apart happened. A falling of a ministry or a falling of a house or a falling of a pastor occurred. But the Lord says in his word that he doesn't allow anything to happen without first allowing his prophets to know. And so when we came into this house, I said to myself, oh God, I hope, and we had conversations like, I hope this is not the situation again. I hope we are not here to be planted and then to have to say something that's going to grieve us. And circumstances happen, right? But I know that this is the house that God's called us to because the word was the place that you are next you will see the glory of God greater than ever before. So we come to you today to prophesy to you. But we come today, and I come today with such joy in my heart, because today, finally, after 17 years, we are here not to prophesy against the church, but we are here to prophesy for the church and to let you know that we are in a season of change and transition and that this is a very real thing. So I stand before you today only prophesying against every ill word that's been spoken against this house. And I prophesy that every seed of every word of every negative idea that has come against this house is fallen low and fallen back to the pit of hell from where it first came. So that is the only thing I prophesy against this morning. I prophesied to you that you are going to grow. I prophesied to you that you are about to rise up and see the glory of God greater than what you've ever seen it in your entire life. You see, this morning we're here to talk to you about the role you play. We're here to talk to you about the times that we're in. We're here to tell you this morning that it's time to roll. That's the message this morning. That's the title of our message is, let's roll. Let's roll, let's go, but let's get into our rightful roles. And let's get into our rightful positions so that as we move out, we know exactly who we are. And we know exactly who we are amongst one another in the sanctuary fellowship. If that makes sense, say amen. 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 I know now, George is getting nervous there, right, in the beginning? He's about to rebuke the church. <laughs> okay. I was feeling nervous for you. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think we planned. I, I know what God told us, but I wasn't sure what was about to happen. <laughs> I do want to briefly just touch on three roles, and these are the three roles that I saw in my dream. The role of the runner... The role of the repentive and the role of the resolute. The role of the runner is if you're sitting here today in the house of God and you've been afraid of the judgment of the Lord over your life, or maybe you're in the bondage of sin, or maybe you are not sure and you're afraid of what's about to happen next because Maybe you're not moving in the gifting or maybe you don't know, feel like you know Jesus the way that you should. And instead of embracing the presence of God and, and this wonderful move of the Spirit, you're moving backwards and you're running away. 
and you're saying, I don't really know about this. This is kind of, this don't feel comfortable for me. I want to encourage you this morning. I want to encourage you because it's God's promise to you today is that your own conscience is now by the grace of God becoming awakened to its office and to play its proper role. The only thing I say to you this morning, if that's where you find yourself, is find a quiet place with God. Ask him to reveal his love to you and stand in a place of repentance. Psalm 65 says, so it follows here, when you shall have abandoned your idols, maybe your idol is fear, maybe your idol is doubt, Maybe your idol is reservation. Maybe your idol is, I don't want to be religious. Maybe your idol is criticism. Maybe your idol is insecurity. But it says here, when you shall have abandoned your idols, then shall God give the reign of your seed. See, when we return to God in a way of duty, he will meet us with his favor. He will meet you with his favor. God will give you the reign of your seed Rain to your seed to water that seed as you sow. God is waiting to be mer merciful and gracious to you. He will wait until you return to him. He will wait for you to seek his face. And he will be ready to meet you with mercy. So if you are a runner today, and that is the role that you are playing, then please rest assured that the heart of God is waiting to meet you with mercy. Amen? Amen? If you stand in the role of the repentive, and the repentive, I believed, in my spirit, was the one that was running toward the moon, the one that was running towards the glory of God. And I say that because it reminded me of a story in Gideon, when Gideon said, if the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers have told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But Gideon was feeling like the Lord had abandoned them. And I believe that there are those of us in the house of God that have believed that maybe God has forgotten about his word to us. And maybe that promise that you held on to for so very long has become stagnant in you. But over the past couple of weeks, we've seen this move of God. We've seen the glory of God and the presence of God just cover us and cloak us and clothe us with an assurance. And it's for those of you that I say, it's coming now. It's coming now. Because now you see it. There's something that's happened in your heart that said, oh, wait. This is, this, this is why I've been waiting. This is what I want a church to be about. This is what I wanted so badly to get up in the morning for and come to church for. And I believe in my heart that there's been a repentance that sort of naturally has just happened without you even uttering the words. Because now your heart is running towards the promises again. And you're saying, there it is, I want it. There it is, I want to be close. And I believe that God has changed the course of your heart. That repentive spirit, that role of the repentive, I encourage you this morning. Keep your eyes fixed and don't look to the left and don't look to the right, but keep your eyes straight up so that you continue to hold fast to the promises of God. Amen? Amen. 
The last role that I saw in this dream was the role of the resolute. Resolute. Admirably purposeful, determined, and unwavering. That is the person that I saw, people that I saw in my dream just fixated on the wonder and the glory of God. And you've been standing, and you've been obedient, and you've been waiting for this move of God, for this miraculous move of God for years. And I'm telling you today, and I prophesy to you today, that you will not be disappointed. You see, Isaiah 30 says, Moreover, the light of the moon will be like the light of the sun. And the light of the sun will be sevenfold, like the seven days in one day. In that day, the Lord binds up the hurt of his people. And he heals their wounds. Light in this hour is increasing. Knowledge is increasing. And the righteous are rising up and they are rejoicing for this season that is before us. Because the only way for the moon to shine is if the sun is in direct alignment with the moon. And if you know anything about the moon, all it is is rock. And it's dark. And in it by itself, it has no power. It has no warmth. It has no strength. It has no purpose. But when the sun comes behind the moon and directly shines on it, then and only then is it caused to shine in dark places. Amen? It reminds me of what Jesus said to Peter. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. My friends, the moon is but a rock. It is nothing. But when the sun comes in behind it to shine, it is everything. Amen. I'm here to address the, the area where nobody wants to address at times. But um, I, I'm going to use the word we a lot. Because I'm not going to exclude myself in this situation and point fingers. But I'm also a part of those things that we, we do as a church. Sometimes we know that change is hard. Right? It's really hard to change. But when things don't go our way or don't go the way they're supposed to go. We have the tendency to open our mouths like poison. And we become poison to ourselves, poison to the church, poison to the people around us. And for some reason, we find justification in our actions. Because whether we were hurt, betrayed, disrespected, overlooked, we find excuses to do what we're doing. And we put God on the top of it and saying, well, I have authority because this is not right. Or that's not the way I want it to be. Or it shouldn't happen that way. So we end up causing poison. So God led me to the scripture in Acts 26. There's a man, Saul. Later on, he turns to Paul. He's a man that's religious, full of pride. He has wisdom and understanding. He thinks what he's doing is right. 
He thinks persecuting the church is right. He thinks coming against those who are different or doing something different is right. And a lot of times we do the same thing. We think what we're doing is right, but not realizing that we are causing persecution to the very body that we're asking God to change. But Jesus, as he did for Saul, he's doing for us today. He's coming and standing right in the midst to bring change to the situation. To redirect him in the, in the, in the place he was so, supposed to be. God told me these people are people that have great callings on their lives. But because of the hurt and pain, they reject what God is telling them. Just like Saul was, his eyes were open, but he still could not see. Our eyes are opening to very things that are happening, but we can't see because inside of us we're hurt. Inside of us we're broken. Inside of us we feel disrespected. And it's even like a sting sometimes. You know, it becomes like a sting sometimes when, you know, when we get up here, we do that thing where it says, uh, I want to stand in the gap for your pastors and your parents that hurt you. And sometimes we sit in the, pope, in, in the pew saying, well, you hurt me. Stand in the gap for yourselves. Stand in the gap for what you do. And we stay in that place. We stay in that place and we never move forward. But we're here. We're here at the place of straight where God is going to straighten things out now. I want to read this scripture. This is Paul's um, um, telling about his conversion to King Agrippa. In this connection, I journeyed to Damascus with the, with the authority and commission of the chief priests. Yo, that's right there. This guy has authority. Some of us are taking our authority that God has given us and is abusing it. For our own feelings, our own emotions. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light, a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, that shone around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we all felt had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying in Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goats. Now, I, gotta look, I had to look up that word goats. I was like, I don't know what that is. I thought it was a goat or some different kind of goat. But what it is, it's a long staff with a pointy edge. And it's used for like oxen. When oxen go to work, they use the stick as a guide for them. But the problem is when the, goat, when the ox will kick back, the, the, the sharp part of the, of the staff will go into them and cause a lot of damage, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. How many of us have been fighting what God has been speaking to us? How many of us have been fighting God's way? You think that Paul had witnessed so many things. He was even there when Stephen got stoned in the Bible. When they were stoned, he actually holds somebody's jacket and watched them get stoned. And can you imagine what he had heard at that moment? Heard him calling out to the Lord, seeing God in the heavens? And then asking for forgiveness for the people. His pride was in his heart, like toiling with him. And said, what's going on? But his pride prevents him from actually receiving what he's hearing. His spirit is hearing one thing, but his flesh and his mind is hearing a whole other story. How many times we come to church and we hear the word of God. And we see the God move. And it's, yeah, that's good, that's good. But, bless you. I thought you was cursing. You better relax. <laughs> How many times do we get in those situations? Many times. We go to church, we hear the word of God, and it's like nothing. It's like nothing. Because we're standing in pride. But Jesus came in the mist and knocked him off his horse. Some of us are on a high horse of pride. 
And, and, and you know, understandably that you've been hurt. You've been hurt in the body of Christ. You've been disrespected. But, here goes the but. You know, my, I always tell my wife about but. Like I was like, yeah, but. Oh, oh that means everything you just said, forget about it, right? But you know what? In this situation, yeah. The next line goes like this. But rise and stand upon your feet. For I have appeared to you for the pur- this purpose, to anoint you as a servant and a witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I, have, I will appear to you, delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to the light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith. That's why we're called. You said you'll go through trials and tribulations. The word says you'll go through trials and tribulations. You've been persecuted. You may have went to a situation, but there's a great calling on your life. And for some reason, we stopped. And we became the naysayers. We became the problem people, causing problems in the church, not realizing why are we persecuting the church. Is it because God is guiding us? Is it because he's trying to take us in the way we're supposed to go and we keep kicking and fighting God on it? The light is shining bright on the church right now. And this is the, 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 the stage of where we're at right now. But it's not going to stop God from shining the ch- on, the, on the church right now. He wants us in our places. What role are you going to play? You've been playing this role for so long. That was your character. But God is saying now, this is where I want you to be. This is why I called you. This is why you hear the word. This is why you're here. You're not here for my mistake. You're not here to take up a seat. We don't need everybody to take up a seat. You're called for something great in this place. And you have the lead role, a lead role in the body of Christ. But hurt and pain has, has kind of like drowned you and took you away from that. Has blinded you from exactly what's going on. But it's now is the time. Healing begins when the light hits the dark. The light hit Saul and his healing began of truth. How many of us need, to, need, need truth, need to hear God's healing, need to experience God's healing in their lives? That's only going to happen when the light hits the darkness. And in our places of darkness, in the places that we're hurting, the light is shining bright now because God has something to do with us. I remember one time I was in the, I first came to the church and they asked me to minister on a Wednesday night. And uh, I had a word from God. I never gave a word to like a, a church before. So what I did, I tried to sneak around and try to give it to <laughs> different leadership. And Mark said, like, yeah, we, we have a word? Hold on one second. So he goes and calls the whole staff into the office. And everything in me is shaking. I'm like, I want to go home. I can say I forgot that he called me and went home and stuff like that. But God was like, no, no, I want you to go in there. Now is the beginning of what I'm going to do for you. And what I'm going to do in this place. And what I promised you that you would see with your own eyes. And I began to prophesy in that group, saying that what God is going to do and the great things that are coming, that even the provision where they won't even have to work anymore, that they'll be in the church 24-7 for the body of Christ. But again, I didn't see those things. My eyes were open to, to, the, to the expectations and the things that God had, but I couldn't see it because I couldn't see it with my own physical eyes. So I got weary and frustrated. And I became a person like, like, what's going on with this clown? What this guy is doing? I don't feel the spirit. I don't feel nothing. I was one of those people sitting here. And God had to go check me. He had to check me. And he's like, why are you persecuting the church? 
I'm trying to teach you something. I'm trying to show you something. I'm trying to develop you and bring you to a place where you understand the fullness. But you're complaining. And you're annoyed. Now is the time. God is doing this now. Stop looking at the people. Stop looking at people like, to be per- perfect. How many times we see people over the pulpit and we're like, well, this guy's not perfect. Well, you know are you. Because I hang out with you. I'm not perfect. Everybody knows me. How many times people got to check me? You know what I'm saying? This one got to check me all the time. I'm not perfect. But we all in this together. The other day, a guy was showing me about two. How can two stand lest they be in agreement? And I used to think, well, I don't agree with nothing she says. How can we walk together? But God told me this. The scripture reads like this. It says, agree to meet. How can two walk together unless they agree to meet? How can we go to the beach together unless we discuss it with each other? We're going to the beach. When we came together as a marriage, we came to agreement that we're going to walk this way. That doesn't mean that every time we're going to agree with everything that goes on. What it means, we agreed to be a part of this church. You came into this church, you agreed, so now we walk together. You don't have to agree about everything. We all have different characteristics. That's what makes the body. That's what helps us grow. Our eye sees, our hand slaps. You know, come on. You got different roles. And sometimes we try to fit in the same role as everyone else. I'm not Ephraim. I'm not George. I'm Joshua. I'm the way I am. But that doesn't lessen me or lessen them. I know you've been beat up. I know you've been hurt. I know there's a lot of things going on in your lives. But the light is shining brightest right now. It's the season of but. Not B-U-T-T, but B-U-T. All those things that have been going on. But what are you going to do now? What role are you going to take now? You've been the, the town crier for so long. Now it's time to take the lead role as a superhero. Enough is enough. I'm going to tell you straight up. If I, you catch me talking negative about the church, correct me because I'm going to correct you. Because God has something better for you. Not just the church, but for you. Your purpose. I hear people that have so much anointing, so much stuff, but they're stuck. Last week we were talking about stuck. You know how people are stuck? You're stuck because you're fighting God's way. You're fighting what he wants to do with you. It's time to just let it go. Let him do the full work in you. And see the glory of God. And I pray, like, just like what happened to Saul and his conversion, that the scales will be removed from your eyes. And you will see the vision of the Lord and what he is doing. It's not, just like George told me the other day, it's not just by one man. Pastor George, I keep saying George, but sorry. But it's not by just one man, but it's by many. And then many of you have a purpose, and we're waiting. The church is stuck in a, in a place, and it's getting ready to move forward, and we're waiting for everybody to get on board. It's time to get on board. I'm not talking about ministries and stuff. I'm talking about people, characters, for God's sakes. It's, top, it's t- time to stop being annoyed. It's time to stop being frustrated. We're always frustrated. I cannot, I tell you, I, I tell you this all the time. I cannot start a service or anything like that, just somebody being frustrated. Can you imagine if I was to get up here and I'm like, I'm going through hell on earth. But if God wants me to pray, I can't, I can't do it. I'm ready. I checked out. I already checked out. I don't want to hear that. 
Yeah, you're going through hell. Yeah, you go through the distress and the weak. Yeah, you're frustrated. Yeah, things that people are passing away. Yeah, stuff. But God is still good. But God has a plan for your life. But God is going to turn it around. You know, when God gave us the word, this is what he said. It's a season of change. What role are you going to play in this change? You have a part to play. You're either going to be the ones who are going to be the resistance against this, or you're going to be part of it. And I believe so much in my heart that the ones that we've been doing is that's a great call on your life. And you've been in the church many years, many years. And you've been stagnating. God's saying now is the season for change. This was the word in the beginning of the year about change. That we're entering into the promised land. These are just the giants we have to face. And they're not the giants out there. It's the giants in here that we're facing. Every single day we're facing the giants inside. Let go. Let go. Just receive God's blessing today. He's shining on you. He wants you to shine brightly. And wherever we go, our jobs, our families, everywhere we go. In and here he wants us to shine. People are coming off the streets on like Friday nights, going to young adults meetings. I just feel to get right with God. But we can't see that thing. We don't see the things that we've been crying out for. The things we've been praying for God for to do. We don't see it because we're caught up in our own garbage. It's time to let it go. And open your eyes. Let the Lord open your eyes today to see that. You know what? The things I've been praying about. The things I've been asking God for. The things I've been, um, been crying for. It's happening. But I don't see it because I'm being negative. I'm kicking. It's time to just be yoked up with God. Oxes walk together in yoke. It's time to be, we're yoked together. And if I'm kicking and you ain't kicking, it's going to cause a problem. It's going to cause a division. It's going to cause a scatter. The Lord promised us that's not happening here. We're not going to be like Jonah sitting at Nineveh saying, when are you going to curse Nineveh and destroy it? That's not going to happen here. God told me that a while back. And I have to believe totally what he says. This is not Nineveh and it's not going to fall waiting as Jonah that's good, bad things going to happen. No, God is going to have his glory in this corner of this neighborhood and in this city. We're going to do what God says we're going to do. But what role are you going to play? In Transformers, I already talk about cartoons, right? In Transformers, when Optimus Prime, the leader, was getting ready to move on, <laughs> they're going to do it. He would say, Autobots, let's transform and roll out. You praying for God for a transformation in your life. It's time to take your role and see that transformation come to pass. But the only one that's hindering you for your transformation is you. Ain't nobody can hold me back. Right? Nobody can hold you back. Nobody can make you feel sad unless you own in that sadness. Come on, how long are you going to be sad about something? Oh my God, like... I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. I ain't throwing nobody on the bus because I do the same thing. You can ask her afterwards, after service. Just be careful. Yeah. But you know what? It's one of those things where you could be frustrated about something that happened like 10 years ago. Everybody's enjoying, having a good time, sleeping at night, having parties, and you're still miserable about it. The face of misery. You go to church and everybody's miserable. Like, what's wrong with you? I go in the prayer room. I, I'm going to be real. My word for you, she is being vulnerable. So I got to be vulnerable. I go to the prayer room sometimes. People come miserable all the time. Like, I, I don't want to pray for them. You pray for them. Remember that? Remember Bev? 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 Sorry. That's too much information. <laughs> Beverly, I'm going to tell you this. It, I like to joke, but you know, I was with Beverly and we were praying for somebody. And somebody came in to pray. I, was, I took a cookie and I said, like, You pray for her. I didn't pray for her. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, there has to come a point in time where God does the work, but what is your part in it? 
When are you going to do something different? I really believe that today. I really, God wants to connect with you today in such an amazing way. Let it go. You ain't going to hinder my stuff. I tell you, I ain't going to be hindered by nobody. If I had to cut people out of my life, I'm going to cut you out. Because I can't deal with the constant nonsense that we go through. We just like, instead of iron sharpening iron, I'm like, I'm stabbing you, you're stabbing me. We're stabbing each other. Every time I complain or you complain, we're stabbing each other. It's time to iron sharpen iron. You have a call in your life. Everyone here has an amazing call. And those are the ones that are like, were like me complaining, I'm going to let you know right now, you have a mighty call in your life. And the enemy wanted to st- kill you early on in life. Even in the church. And use the church to do it. But it's time to be free. God is doing something. And he wants to do something for you. And it's a season where God's going to transform you. So. I want to encourage everyone to be kind to one another. I want to encourage you to care for one another. I want to encourage you to forgive one another. I want to encourage you to be merciful to each other and to not forget grace towards one another. Let's remember that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, every single one of us. And when we see people outside, they are in the same. Two weeks ago, I had a dream. And my kids just played in this play, this Annie play. And I was supposed to play the role of Grace. And in the dream, I was backstage. And in the dream, I was worried because I hadn't remembered my lines. But in the dream, I remember I had all this shiny stuff on my face. And all the actors had all all this shiny stuff on their face. And I sat back there nervous because I was looking through the, the, the playbook and I was trying to find my lines. And I couldn't find them. And I was so nervous because whether I knew my lines or not, I was about to be pushed out on that stage to play the role of Grace. And I was so nervous. And then I just woke up. And then I repented before the Lord and I said, oh God, if I am not acquainted with the role of grace, with the language of grace in my heart, then forgive me and change me so that I can be gracious to you, so that I can be gracious to my family, so that I can be gracious to the people that I work with. Jesse said something the other night on Friday night when we were at the well and she said, some of us become apathetic. Some of us get to a place where we become emotionless. And we don't do it on purpose, but we do it to protect ourselves. But God's calling you out of that apathetic place today. And he's calling you to become acquainted again with the roles of grace, with the roles of kindness, with the roles of being good to one another, with the role of forgiveness. This is happening fast. This is happening. This is not like we have to wait for it to happen. This is not, we're not here today to tell you it's going to happen. We're here to tell you it's happening. You ever hear that Lauren Hill song? Oh God, I told you. Ready or not, here I come. Right? You can't hide. That's it. 
It's here. It's happening. Whether you want it to happen or not, it's happening. And it's going to happen fast. And, and it's going to happen supernaturally. So don't be, don't be troubled if you have a dream in the middle of the night and you wake up like I did. <gasps> what does that mean, God? Chucky. Don't think, no, it's not Chucky. <laughs> don't think it's strange if you all of a sudden a scripture comes into your head as you're standing there just talking to your family member. Say it. If you're in the middle of worship and you're like, oh my God, why am I keep staring at this person? I just want to pray for them. Go pray for them. Don't wait. Do it now. It's now. It's now it's happening. Now. I had an open vision one time. You may think I'm crazy. I've never shared this outside anywhere because I thought people would think I'm nuts, but that's okay. I had an open vision about the moon. An open vision. Like as if you're, it's like I'm, you're standing here and I see you. You're here. But I see something happening, like as if like in the real time. Like now my eyes are not closed. This is not a dream. My eyes were open. I was sitting on the couch. I was in my living room. I was listening to worship music. I was looking out the window. I saw the moon. Of course I did. This was like seven years ago, before we even came to sanctuary. I was sitting on my couch. I was looking out the window. I saw the moon, and I saw the moon start moving real fast. It was going like this. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, the moon is moving. So I got up and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like, okay, but it was going behind this building. And I was like, by the time if I go to run to get him and I'm calling him, but he's all the way in the back of the apartment. I'm like, Josh, but he doesn't hear me. And I'm like, okay, but I got to stay here because I'll miss it. If I walk away right now, I'll miss it. And then I went to him and I told him, oh my God, I have this vision. I saw, I saw the moon. I saw them. And you know what he told You know what he told me? He said, don't tell nobody that. Don't tell anybody you saw that. You gotta protect the mental illness, you know? He's like, they gotta think something's wrong with you. But it was a picture of the church. And the Lord started telling me, it's gonna happen fast. I'm gonna move you fast. It's gonna be bright and there's gonna be a movement. And that movement is gonna shift. It's not only gonna shift the church, but it's gonna change the world. And you and I have a part to play in that. And I believe that. Now, I know it didn't really happen because if it did, of course, the gravitational pull and the water and there would have been a tsunami and that's it. New York City would have went underwater. Had that actually really happened. And do you know the next morning I woke up to look in the newspaper. I was like, did the move, did, is anyone? And I Googled, I'm like, is there? But because I kept that I'm quiet you, a long time. I kept that quiet. <laughs> he really did. But then repented and encouraged me in the Lord like a good husband does. But I say that to say this morning that we are excited and we want you to be excited. We want you to get behind the vision of this church. We want you to get behind each other. We want you to help each other. We want you to hold one another up. We want you to love each other. We want you to wipe each other's tears. We want you to weep with those who weep. We want you to rejoice with those who rejoice. We want you to stand tall and stand proud when somebody sitting next to you has a great victory in their life. That is how we shine. And, and through these this both messages, you're not here like rebukes in a sense. Because God has compassion right now. He's not talking about if you don't do this, you're going to have to. That's not what he's saying right now. What he's saying, I have compassion on you. And I want to use you. So don't feel bad if you, if you maybe even forget today. You don't want to come pray. You don't want to ask God for forgiveness. Whatever the deal is, just know that God's compassion is on you. So he has much comfort for you. So if you're lacking comfort... If you're lacking um, um, remorse or pain or you're going through so much, just know that he has so much compassion for you. And he wants to use you. 
The light is shining on us now, and this is what was being shown. But not to say that God is like angry about that, but what he's saying is like, look how I'm going to use you now. So with that, I just want to encourage you if, you, if you just need prayer, if you've been going through, if you've been asking God for changes like as we have been asking God, I just want to encourage you to come to the front. No one, like, just like last week, no one's going to pray for you. I just want you to come to the front and you just get with the light of God and let him do what he said he promised you to do. These are his promises, yeah, and it's not our promises, it's his promises to you. So I pray that you will receive today what you've been asking for for so long. This is your season. This is what they speak about in the word. This is what we've been praying for and waiting for the end times. We're waiting for things to come. And God's saying it's now. Now the church rises up. Now your family gets healed. Now blessings come to you. Because it's the season now. It's the season. It's your season. No one's going to take it away from you. No man could take away a job. No man could take away a ministry. No man, no man could come in and take away your family. You're covered by the blood for a great purpose. And though the, the promises tarried for you and it got you weary and upset, but God promised that it will come. And today begins that day of journey, of a new journey. But just like Saul was changed to Paul, your new names. People will know you from a different thing. People won't know you as a complainer anymore. But the one that brings healing. People won't know you as the one that's a negative all the time. But the one that has love. So in the name of Jesus, these are your children, God. These are the ones that have been broken. And hurt. But what the devil meant for evil, God's going to turn around for good. So the expectations you always have for God, get ready to receive it. Get ready to receive the promises of God for your life. They're yea and amen. They're not no and amen. They're yea and amen. Yes and amen. No more the enemy has you bound. No more the enemy will limit you. No more you will limit the enemy, God from doing what he's doing in your life. You won't give a foothold to the enemy no more. Because you realize today is a day of change. A day of restoration. For you. I'm not asking you to go hug everybody and stuff like that. If the Holy Spirit does it, go ahead. But I'm talking about you being transformed, realizing, man, I got a purpose here. I'm here for a reason. I'm not here to be the complainer. Now I prophesied that we would have none of that here no more. No more complainers in here no more. And when you hear people complain, that you should show them love even greater this time. To let them know that they're in the wrong place and they're in the wrong time. And it's not the time for that anymore. So I speak healing over you in the name of Jesus. Healing for your minds. Your heart. I break pride in the name of Jesus. Fear. Oh my God, no more fear. Paul finished the race. He said, I finished the good, the good race of faith. Not fear. 
fear will stop you from all this time from doing what you're supposed to do. But now you walk in faith. Trusting God in every area of life. Trusting him that he has your best interests at heart. Trusting him he knows the way for you. He knows the way he planned for you. Not to harm you. If you've been harmed it wasn't him. But to prosper you and bless you. So I'm going to call it worship team. Can I do that? Worship team? I want to do that. I told I want to do that. Worship team, come up. As they come up, I want to sing a song over you. Ready or not, here he comes. He's going to find you. He's going to find you, ready or not, here he comes, he's going to find you, you can't hide no more, he's going to find you, he's going to find you. Ready or not, ready or not, you can't hide anymore, you can't hide anymore, you can't hide anymore, because because he loved you oh, oh, ready or not ready or Find you oh, 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 oh. 
can hide He's gonna find you Ready at night, here he comes You can hide, no He's gonna find you Here he comes, you can't hide, he's gonna find you. Even the rocks will cry out where you're hiding, oh, ready night. Here he comes, you can't hide, he's gonna find you. Not. Oh yes, he's coming, ready or not He's gonna rock your world He's gonna flip it upside down, right side up Oh, ready or not Here he is, he's found you Just enjoy the presence of the Lord right now. I don't want to rush you. God, 
We only want to hear your voice. We're hanging on every word. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. We want to know you more and more. We're hanging on every word. When you speak, when you move, when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see, what we see. When you come in the room, when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see, what we see. When you speak, when you move, when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see, what we see. When you come in the room, when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see, what we see when you speak when you move when you do what only you can do it changes us it changes what we see and what we see when you come in the room when you do what only you can do it changes us it changes what we see what we see What we see Yes God Yes God Yes God Yes God Yes God Yes God The question is, what role are you going to play? And I couldn't stay sitting anymore. I had to come and tell you this. Those of you that came, it was like a tryout. You came forward. I want to let you know you got the part. You got the part. You are. You got the part. You are not anymore the defeated you are not the gossiper you're not the liar you're not you got the part you're the overcomer now you're the encourager now you're the one that walks victorious now you got the part you came up here to look at the list to see if you find your name on the list you got the part <laughs> now let's play it well amen let's play it well let's play that part well that part was created for you only you could play that part we, we we struggle and we wrestle so much because we're trying to play other people's parts sometimes but you were created for this part for this role today you coming forward and i want to let you know god said you got the part you got the part amen 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 Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Father, thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your compassion, Lord God. 
Thank you, God, that thank you, God, that you don't beat us up, God. You encourage us and, and, and move us along. Thank you, God, that you that you push us sometimes, but you're always pushing us forward, Lord God. Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy on your church, on your body, on your people, on me, on us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace, God. Thank you for the light that you shine in and through us, Father. Help us, God, as we leave this place, God, to play that role that we were created to play, Lord God. Give us the strength. Give us the words to speak. Thank you, God, that we don't have to remember our lines because they're in us. Because you're in us, Lord God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.